planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Baby. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelvin Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13th. This is Dad from Yellow Driving. This is Odorous from Water. Listening to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. That was the awesome new single, Without Me, from Evil Walks. And joining us on the program now from the band is Leah Martin-Brown. What's going on, man? Not much, just getting ready to go back to the States on Wednesday, um, and, and I'm going to be going to a music conference over there straight away called NAM for the entire weekend, so that's that's pretty much what I'm doing. NAM, that's awesome. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. Our um, bass player, Ian, is sponsored by Fender, and um, you know we're sponsored by Cold Cock Whiskey, so we've gotten an invite, and you know we're going to go and check everything out. Um, I, la- I get to Anaheim on Wednesday night, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be going to the conference and going to all the big after parties and stuff. So we're pretty stoked. Because that's, that's like the hub. That's where all the musos hang out. Yeah, it's um, it's where all the musos hang out. We get to check out the brand new gear that's being released for like the next year or so. Um, it's an awesome place to make connections. You know, they have um, all these really big bands that have just made it or are like, you know, people know exactly who they are that are showcasing. Um, and it's just a great place to network and meet people because anyone who's anyone is there usually. I don't know why we're there, but <laughs> I'm just going to hold on to that title. Is this your first name? Yeah, this is my first NAM. The other boys go every year, but this is my first. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, that's. That, I reckon you're just going to have a blast. Yeah, I think I'm going to be in a bit of trouble. My drummer's warned me he's going to get me, he's going to maybe, we might party a little bit too hard, but that's all right. <laughs> my, my hotel is like a two-minute walk from the place that it's all being held, so at least I can stumble home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. At least you haven't got to you know, get a taxi or, or get... Yeah, I don't have to deal with any of that drama, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, man. Well, uh, the new single uh, is, of course, uh, a bit different from the stuff you previous, previously released. Uh, you know, it's more of a ballad. What, what inspired you to go in that direction? Um, I wrote that one a little while ago. I actually originally wrote it in, like, E-flat tuning. Um, and I don't know, it was raining. I always write depressing songs when it rains, and I took it to my producer along with everything else that we'd done. And, you know, he he was kind of, I was like, oh, this probably won't be right for the band. You know, it's not what we're doing, but I just really liked it as a song. And he's like, oh, you know, well, and he, you know, ACDC did a ballad. It's buried, but they did, you know, they did write on and everything. So he said it might be a cool idea to do it. And I just thought we've had three singles released now. This is our fourth single. Um, you know, it might be cool to do something that could be a crossover, like not mm. just, you know, Triple M have, you know, Triple M might play it, you know, maybe Nova might play it. I don't know. Who knows? But it's more, I think it's a gateway song that people who wouldn't normally listen to us might hear and be like, oh, okay, maybe we'll check out their other stuff. So I thought it might be a bit time. And I, I love ballads. Don't tell anyone, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does, I think. Yeah, they're, they're just a little bit emotional, but this one's not, um, you know, in true Evil Walk style, it's not really a typical, like, oh, I'm so sad, love song. It's kind of like a, you know, 
you know, I don't really love you anymore. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Like, I really apologize. So it's not your usual love ballad, which is cool. Yeah, it is a bit different. I did notice that. It's good. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for giving it a spin. Yeah. Oh, anytime. Anytime. So wh- where did you uh, record that one? Uh, I recorded that once um, again with Brian Howes in um, Studio City in California at the Van House Studios up there, and I actually um, recorded it in um, end of February, early March 2014, and then I came back and redid the vocals when I was touring there in November last year. So it's kind of been like revisited and like changed a little bit since last time when I first did it. Was that your was that your call? Did you you just weren't happy with what you did originally with it, or how different was it? Um, I really liked what we'd done originally, but the feedback that we had from our radio promoters and our managers, um, because I we never well, I play that song live at a lot of showcases, mm. and they'd heard me play it and sing it, and they're like, you know, it sounds shit. Why doesn't it sound like it sounds when you sing it live? I was like, I don't know. And um, I've been going to a really good vocal coach over in the states. Um, so they were like, oh, well, why don't you try and redo the vocals? Because if it's going to be the next single, you can't use it the way it is. Because they were, you know, they were very, they had to bury them a lot because the lower notes I was struggling a bit with. And, you know, it was a new song. I'd only written it the day before I recorded it. So I didn't know it very well. Mm. I still didn't know what, what I really wanted to do with it. And I hadn't quite tapped into the emotion I was trying to, like, emote. So um, going back and redoing it, um, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with it. I already had, like, the mood of the song that I needed and I knew it so well that I didn't have to be constantly reminding myself what I needed to do because, you know, I'd been singing it for almost two years. So that I think that just helped. And then I was also more confident on the lower parts because, you know, I've been working with someone who's helping me get those super deep notes that I was a bit shaky on before. Well, And and you've nailed it. It's, an, it's such a great tune, man. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. It's one of my, it's one of my sneaky favourites, so thank you. <laughs> Well, we're talking about uh, vocal influences, of course. Um, you know, who who would you class as, you know, your heroes? Who are you, your guys? Well, I've, I love Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin is someone who's like, you know, just so epic for me. I love Janis. Um, you know, I love Stevie Nicks. Um, Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane is another one that I just, just she's incredible. Um, Amy Lee from Evanescence, you know, she's just got this incredible range when she sings. Like, it's very operatic and emotive. Um, I also love the grit that Joan Jett has as well. Um, you know, they're all, they're like a, all people that I rate very, very highly as singers and I try and, like, emulate them if I can in my own special way. Man, I, I gotta say, but you know, you say emulate, but you've definitely got your own voice. You oh, good. Yeah, that's good. I, so I would, I would like, yeah, I'd like to have my own little brand of it. But when I'm singing, I definitely like to take influence because some some of the things that they do with their voices or their, um, you know, the little idiosyncrasies they have, quite cool. So it's kind of good to listen to that and be like, oh, how could I, you know, have something that people went, oh sh- shit, oh can I say shit? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, you can say you can say shit. Oh, excellent. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, like how can I have something like that that people hear and go, "Oh, it's it's Leah from Evil Walks." I, I've heard you many times over the years, and uh, jamming, and uh, you know, you, you've got, as I said before, you've definitely got your own distinct voice, but you've taken influences from uh, these amazing female vocalists and and made it your own. So. 
Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that from someone who's heard me play. Yeah, because you've been you've heard sets for years now. <laughs> yeah, we used to jam next door. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, we were the you know we were we were we were the the noisy shits next door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. We'd be like, oh, they're so loud, but it sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh... <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, we are actually going to go to the track the other side now, and uh, we'll be back very soon on Rabbit Noise. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business. And uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to the guys at Blacklight Art and Design, who in my opinion are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So, uh, you know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. So now it's back to Rabid Noise. And we're back with Leah Martin-Brown from Evil Walks now. Uh, you guys have had an amazing run so far with the band and uh, recently toured the States, right? Yeah, that's correct. Our last tour of the year um, for 2015 was a tour of the uh, what I now know is called the Pacific Northwest, if we want to get fancy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Where, whereabouts is that? See, I haven't left the Gold Coast, so I don't even know where that is. I didn't either, don't worry. Um, yeah, it's, so we started in, um, well, we didn't start in Los Angeles. That was our second show. We went out and we did um, Phoenix, Arizona, which is, you know, more towards Vegas. Uh, and then we did Los Angeles. And then we went up, you know, going through Sacramento and um, San Fran and places until we got up to Portland and Seattle. So it's kind of the West Coast up to Seattle. That's what they term as the Pacific Northwest, which I did not know until I went on that particular tour. How many how many shows was that? It it was only like a small one. We only did ten shows, so it wasn't. We did uh, ten, ten shows, nine shows. We did nine shows in ten days or something. It was something like that. It's still pretty full on. I mean, you know, you've toured Australia before, so you know what it's like here. You know, you may do half that in Australia because you know it's it's so spread out. So that that's still that's a pretty big tour for what's class, I guess, as a little tour over there. Yeah, we um we we were pretty tired because we had just come off an Australian tour, but it was a bit easier when we do Australia because you know we come from the US. We try and get a minimum of eleven dates. Mm. Our one at the start of the year was fourteen dates, but it's all very spread out. You know, we have, you know, we'll only do shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, if we if we're in Melbourne, we'll we'll manage to do them Tuesday through to Sunday. But you've got a lot of time off in between. This one was quite hard because it's. It was one of the ones that you see on, on TV where it's literally like 
wake up, get in the bus, drive for six hours, unload, have a quick shower if you're lucky, you know, play a show, load back in, drive back. Even, you know, you have to stay and party, not party, but stay back and, like, network with people for a little while, mm. drive back, collapse, get up and do it all over again. Like, it's it was very um, constant, whereas the other tours we've been on have been a little bit more relaxed. We've had, you know, we'll do four in a row and then have two days off or whatever. This wasn't like that. That's that's amazing. It must be such a blast, though. Yeah, we had a great time. This was this was a really funny tour. It was just it was hilarious because we also had another another band from um, Switzerland on with us called Death by Chocolate, and then we had a solo artist called Sean Kelly as well. So it was it wasn't just us. There was a kind of group of us, and it was, it was a bit chaotic, but in a good way. That's awesome, man. Well, what would you say is uh... You know, from your perspective, the difference between touring, say, Europe and the States compared to Australia? Um, I don't know. Like, I think in Australia, we always get a really, really warm welcome, not just because they enjoy our music, but because, you know, they, a lot of them are people that we know or they're people who, you know, we've met previously or they know someone that you know and they're there and they're there to have a good time and, you know, they appreciate how far the distance is that you've actually driven to get to that show. You know, like, you, we sometimes drive, like, we drove to a show in, in Newcastle from Queensland. Like, it took us, like, eight and a half, nine hours to get to that show. We were on stage for 45 minutes. And people were just, you know, psyched about it. Whereas um, it's a lot harder work in Australia, like, actual, like, hours-wise. Whereas mm. in, in the States and Europe, you'll pack a room out, no issues. They'll have no idea who you are. They'll be really supportive of you, but it's not the same vibe. Like after the show, like one or two people come chat to you and then it'll just be like, you know, off doing other things. I think they're a bit a bit scared of you, maybe. I don't I don't know. It's weird. Like I feel like in Australia we have more of a connection with, with the fans because they come and they party with you afterwards. And in America they come and say hi, and, but it's mostly like the people that you're touring with. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I always just love touring Australia. Like, if it, I'd love to just tour Australia all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Back home. But, you know, you've got to go out there and uh, spread the uh, good word, the yes, rock and roll. And, yeah, and you get, to, you get to meet some pretty interesting people and uh, see some beautiful cities. So I'm very lucky. Well, you actually, you, you played Woodstock in Poland, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's insane. That was like, uh, what, like 250,000 people? Yeah, that that was yeah. Watching our set, there was about that. That was pretty incredible. It was we didn't really realize how many people were there when we were on stage because, you know, it was the biggest gig of our lives. We were just so focused on giving a good performance. We kind of psyched ourselves into being like, all right, only pay attention to the first five rows. Just work your asses off. Get involved in the set and make sure that you look at each other so you don't run into each other. And that's you know, we saw the photos and videos later. We were like, oh shit. There are a lot of fucking people here. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I just do. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. It's, uh, it's internet radio. <laughs> and it's late night. Um, so with that, I mean, what's your trick for that? Because that's, I mean, it's one thing playing in front of a couple of hundred people or a thousand people, but that many people, what would you say, you know, your trick to uh, getting through a gig like that? Like your nerves and stuff. Um, it's funny, like, I wasn't so much, I don't know, it's, I was with the band who are my family, you know, they're like my brothers, so it was literally just our little bubble, no one else was allowed to, like, kind of come in our little area, we had a tour manager with us, and his job was just to make sure that 
no one bothered us. And, you know, like before, for about two hours before the show, I just, I put in my in-ear monitors and I plug it into my Spotify or whatever I've got. And I listen to songs that really like suck me up. And then about, um, you know, 45 minutes before the set, I'll listen to our set for a little bit or any songs I'm a bit worried about. And then literally I'll just warm up while I'm doing that because I don't really need to hear myself when I warm up because I just do like little lip trills and stuff. And yeah, I just, that's kind of how we do it. We just chill out and go into our own little zones. But we, we always stay together. We don't leave, we don't leave the bubble before we go on stage because I think it's when, it's like a way to connect before you go on. I think if I was alone, it would be a lot worse, but I mm. find it harder playing to five people. Like it's not the amount of people that ever bothered me. I was just worried about all the people tuning in at home. I was just like, Oh, they're going to hear everything. If we, if we fuck it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it looked amazing. It looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was honestly like one of the best experiences I've ever had. It was just, the people were so into it and I just, I would love to go back. I just want to do it all again. I got off stage and I was just so upset that it, it was over. Like we had an hour long set and it fit, it felt like five minutes. Who else was on the bill? Um, we, there was Dream Theatre, um, Black Label Society, Within Temptation, uh, Flogging. Ah, are you still there? Yeah. Sorry, someone just tried to call me. Oh, that's right. Flogging Molly. <laughs> yeah, Flogging Molly uh, within Temptation. Um, and then also Shaggy was on there. Oh, Mr. Lover Lover. Yeah, Mr. I know, that was a bit <laughs> weird. Um, and there were also a bunch of really famous, like, European bands. That's a, that's cool. Dream Theatre and, and Black Label within that, That's That's huge. Yeah, we we couldn't believe it because when we first heard about the festival, like we knew that it was quite big, and um, they'd actually bought the rights or not bought the rights. The rights of the original Woodstock, American Woodstock, were given to them by like the Polish people to ask them, and they said, "Oh yeah, you can use our name." So it's actually the official Woodstock title. Um, and yeah, we, we knew, so we knew it was kind of big, but we were like, oh yeah, whatever. It'll just be, you know, one of those festivals that's got some cool bands on it, but you know, and then we went back through the footage from like the other years and, you know, there'd been like Prodigy on there and everything like that. And, um, and then we saw the lineup for this year and we were like, holy shit. No, no, this is the wrong festival. We found this isn't the <laughs> festival that we're on. That's a joke. And then they told us we're on the main stage. We're like, oh, okay. Well, we'll be on at like 11.30 in the morning. No props. Okay. Oh, we're on at 5.30 at night. Fuck. <laughs> like, it just, it, yeah, it got a little bit like scary, but it was, it was pretty incredible. Like it was a lot bigger than we originally anticipated. Did you get to uh, meet like Zach Wilde and uh, the Dream Theatre Boys? No, the Dream Theatre boys were on the evening before us, unfortunately. So we didn't. We were there for it, but we it was just a big dust bowl. And I'm a bit of a sook when it comes to my vocals, so I was like, I have to leave. <laughs> um, and then the um, Zach Wild and the boys stay in their tour bus. They don't actually, um, they don't actually, you know, come out or sound check or anything. They kind of get their roadies to it for them. So we hung out with their roadies and all of their like managers and stuff. But Zach stays in his bus. Which is a bit disappointing, but you know he's the rock star. He yeah, doesn't, doesn't have to leave his bus if he doesn't want to. That's it. He's you know, Viking. Get his Viking powers. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can get Viking powers by associating with plebs like us. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have loved you guys. 
Yeah, I think he would have too, but, you know, I didn't get that chance. But apparently um, my lead guitarist, CJ, he's actually played with him, like jammed and played with him before um, in California, and he said he's the nicest dude ever. So um, I'm sure that if we had have had the opportunity to meet him, he would have been awesome. He's a, he's a pretty cool guy. He's pretty funny. Yeah, hi, have you met him? Uh, I've spoken to him twice. Uh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I interviewed him twice, and he's, and he's pretty funny. He, he'll throw you off. Yeah, CJ said that uh, he had to do a spot at this thing called School of Rock, which is like these kids that le- like they teach kids to play rock songs. Yeah. And uh, he was meant to give a talk to them, uh, and the director had like kind of asked him what he was going to say, and he's like, well, I'm just going to tell them that, you know, if you get famous, you're just going to do a lot of drugs and drink a lot of alcohol and you'll fuck your <laughs> life up. So he got his cut. Like, he, he got his talk cut. He wasn't allowed to talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just got on stage and played, played guitar and just said hello to people. He wasn't allowed to give a lecture. <laughs> he's a loose cannon. He's definitely a loose cannon. Yeah, he sounds like a legend. And anyone who can be in the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg is pretty good in my books. That's it. I love that that movie. Isn't it great? And the, I never knew. Like, I found out like a few years ago that all the songs are actually by a band called Steelheart. There you go. I yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I do like the soundtrack. Yeah, they're actually a leg- they're a real band who actually still gigs. Um, and the lead singer is, um, as well as being the lead singer for Steelheart, he did most of the vocals for that movie and they hire him to do, um, you know, he did the vocals for Jim Morrison on The Doors, like that movie, like in between, like helping out and stuff. He always comes in and does all the big rock and roll vocals and helps out in soundtracks and stuff. That's The more you know? There you go. I, I did not strange. know that. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I'm, I, you've, you've inspired me. I'm going to go listen to that soundtrack. Yeah, I'm thinking about my, put, throwing on the DVD after this. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up and shout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm, I'm losing my voice. How's that? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what, what's next for you guys? I mean, you, obviously, you're going back to the States, uh, you know, tour, album. Yeah, what we've got, um, we're obviously, we're releasing this single. Um, we haven't released our EP overseas yet. We've only released it in Australia. So we're going to release the EP in the US and the UK. Um, we're doing some local Los Angeles shows in February, March, and we're showcasing in April. Um, and then we're hoping to we're, – we're working on new music during that, so we'll hopefully have our debut album out by the end of the year, and we're trying to either get a tour of Europe happening in June, July, or maybe an Australian tour. Uh, um, if the Australian tour doesn't, tour doesn't happen in June, July, um, we're kind of in talks for maybe doing um, a, quite a big one in October, but I, I don't know. It's all just talking at the moment. So at this stage, I'm just playing shows in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's the only thing that's set in stone. Well, we hope to have you back. Trust me, I'd love to come back. I would just, I love touring Australia, as I think I've mentioned before. Yeah, it'll be cool, man. So, well, you're going to have to... Uh keep in touch with us and, and keep us up to date and send us more of those uh, epic tracks. Oh, definitely. I'll just I'll just spam your inbox. You'll be so sick of me. <laughs> no, keep it up. Keep it up, man. Well, uh, we're going to go to the track Buzzed from uh, your The Other Side EP now. Thanks for hanging with us tonight, man, and uh, safe trip and all the best to you and the guys for uh, 2016. No problem. Thanks so much for having us, Nev. We really appreciate Well, me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It's, yeah, super appreciated, man. 
Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 